0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See bball B ball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Hey there, Bills fans. Welcome back to another episode of Belief, Bill a Bills fan podcast. I'm Jamie D'Amico, flying solo yet again today. Buffalo Rumblings podcasting OG, John Boccasino, is still on the injured list, but he is very likely to return next week. Don't worry about him. He's tough. Anyway, this week we are going to be talking about the X-Factors for the upcoming Buffalo Bills season. 2022 promises to be a really good one. We've seen some of the best of the Bills over the past couple of years, and everybody's expecting them to be even better. In fact, they are leading the charge right now when it comes to Super Bowl winning odds, according to Las Vegas. But what is it going to take to get them to that point? Well, oftentimes those things are called X factors, and Oxford defines that as a variable in a given situation that could have the most significant impact on the outcome. So what do I think is going to have the most significant impact on the outcome? So I want to give you a couple of qualifiers out of the gate here. Number one, I'm not going to name Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, or Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, any of those guys, because we know they're going to be great. and if you're if you know you're going to be great, you're probably not an X factor because they are not variables; they are constants. Going back to some of my uh, high school science references, there. So here's what I think is going to have the most impact on the outcome, and we're going to start with the new offensive coordinator, the guy who is this season promoted from quarterbacks coach, that is Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey needs to show that he is ready to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. And he's been around football his whole life. This, this is a football guy here. He was a great, great college football quarterback in uh, at Miami. And he played a number of years. He's coached a number of years. But he has never been a play caller before. Is he capable of it? Of course he is. But I want to point to a story that was told by Kevin Gilbride. Kevin Gilbride was, he was an offensive coordinator for many, many years. And he got his first opportunity to be the offensive coordinator of the run and shoot offense for the Houston Oilers. And he was working under Jerry Glanville. And what Glanville said to him was, what I want to see is how you react when the game plan suddenly falls apart and you need to react on the fly. I'm paraphrasing a little bit because there's some foul language in there. Well, that's what we need to see from Ken Dorsey. What is he going to do when the game plan suddenly falls apart and he needs to start making adjustments? Well, That is going to be the X factor, along with his ability to get buy-in from the players. So far in camp, the offense has shown a lot of diversity. They've used a lot of personnel groupings. And I'm under the impression that he's going to be fairly difficult to predict when it comes to play calling. But if he does a good job with that, that is going to be a huge step toward the Buffalo Bills having success in 2022. Let's stick with coaching here. The next X factor is also on the offense, and that is Buffalo Bills' new but old offensive line coach, Aaron Cromer. Aaron Cromer had a stop in Buffalo earlier in his career, had some good success. He's renowned as a good offensive line coach. He's coming over from the Rams, and he installs a zone blocking scheme, which toward the end of last season, that's what the Buffalo Bills were doing at to great success is having zone blocking on running plays. So with the players that the Bills have been adding to the team, especially through the draft, they're looking for athletes and look no farther than the offensive linemen that they've brought in over the past couple of years. Spencer Brown is coming to mind as the most athletic offensive lineman in the history of the NFL draft. Well, his scheme should fit these skill sets pretty well. Now, Aaron Cromer, he coaches technique. He coaches hand punch. He is a guy who I am looking forward to seeing what his coaching is going to do with the young guys on the offensive line. In particular, the guys on the right-hand side of the line, that being Ryan Bates and Spencer Brown for X-Factor number three, the right-hand side of the line. If you recall... Ryan Bates came into the season as a backup, which is where he spent most of his time because he can basically back up any position on the offensive line. But due to injury, the injury specifically to Ike Butker, Ryan Bates ended up starting four games. He was a revelation, folks. He is really the player who opened up the ability— for the Bills' offensive line to start running that zone-blocking scheme. And in those four games, Pro Football Focus gave him a ranking of 64.3. Nothing to sneeze at there. He then became a restricted free agent, got a significant offer from the Chicago Bears, which the Bills matched a four-year contract with $8.84 million guaranteed, that is starter money. So it's incredibly clear the bills were expecting Ryan Bates to be a starter in 2022. So his performance is going to go a long way towards success. So is that of Spencer Brown, who we all love this guy, right? He's passionate. he's goofy. He all about talking smack and hitting the opposing players. Right up to and after the whistle. He loves getting under their skin, and I love watching him do it. He had three great starts to begin his Buffalo Bills career after he came in as a starter, but then he cooled off and he ended up with a pro football focus grade of 62.1 on the season. That's a little bit misleading because his run blocking was so much better than his pass blocking was, but that run blocking. Once again, he's athletic, he can hit a moving target, and that was exactly what the Bills needed to sort of unlock Devin Singletary over the course of the season. So him taking a stride forward, along with Ryan Bates, are X-Factors that are directly going to be influenced by X-Factor number two, the coaching more directly of Aaron Cromer. So you're about to see that we've got a recurring theme going on here. Because the fourth X Factor is going to be Mitch Morse's head. I'm literally talking about his dome. I'm not saying his head metaphorically. I'm talking about Mitch Morse's issues with concussions through the years. He's had four of them in his career. And to most observers... It looks like he might be one more concussion away from retirement. But he was healthy for the entire 2021 season, played extremely well. So if he can stay on the field, that is a place where the Bills are going to have a huge benefit once again in 2022. Sticking with the offense, I want to talk about the new starters at wide receiver as being an X factor. Gabriel Davis, you all have heard the hype train because, man, has that train left the station. After the Chiefs game, where he put up 200 yards receiving and four touchdowns, the expectations for this guy are that he's going to match that kind of performance every week going into the season. Folks, I am here to tell you that that's not going to happen. He has 70 receptions for his career and a catch percentage of 56. 56. He is not the next Stefan Diggs yet. However, he put up a pro football focus grade of 73.7. That is extremely high. That is the PFF grade of a person who looks like they're about to break out. He put on 20 pounds of muscle this offseason. I don't know if that's good or bad. They're saying he looks faster and quicker than ever. But when you see a receiver gain that much weight, you have to worry about their ability to get in and out of their cuts. But him taking a step forward and deserving of the hype is going to be a major factor in the Bills' success. And the forgotten member of the Bills' wide receiver staff is Jamison Crowder. He's forgotten because he's been injured to begin current training camp. But Jamison Crowder, as a slot receiver, has been a very solid pro for seven years. He was signed to a fully guaranteed $4 million contract with the team. But if he can bring Cole Beasley's production to the table, that's a successful season. But what can he do that Cole Beasley can't? Occasionally, Jamison Crowder can line up outside. And giving Ken Dorsey that chess piece of players that can go inside and outside makes them more difficult to cover. So those two new starters, Gabriel Davis and Jamison Crowder, are the final X-Factors for the Buffalo Bills offense. Let's shift over to the defense. Specifically, I want to discuss the two new defensive tackles, and we talked about them in last week's episode of Believe, a Bills fan podcast, but Daquan Jones and Tim Settle, the two new one-technique defensive tackles. These guys are bringing athleticism. Jones was a starter in Carolina, Settle was a backup in D.C., but he had a very high QB pressure rate when he was on the field. That's something I'm excited about because they profile as more athletic than any of the defensive tackles that the Bills had at the one technique over the past couple of seasons. They are showing, based on their athletic traits and their previous performance, an increased likelihood of an improved pass rush. An improved pass rush coming from the one technique defensive tackle could have a profound effect on the Bills' defensive line as a whole. They're going to be lining up next to Ed Oliver, and on the other side, both Greg Rousseau and Von Miller. We're all excited about seeing these players and what they can unlock. And the one-technique defensive tackle is unique in that very often their purpose is to not be a star themselves, but to make the players around them better sort of like being a bassist in a band. The bassist is never the star. What their job is, is to lay a groove to make the other people in the band sound better. And that's what the one technique defensive tackle does. And I can't wait to see what Daquan Jones and Tim Settle are able to do with that. The next two are defensive backs. And I'm going to start with Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson is an X-factor because he got playing time last year, but was inconsistent in his second year. He was not good in man-to-man coverage, but he was good in zone. He shows a lot of the traits that Leslie Frazier's defense needs in a zone coverage corner. He's quick to react. He's a great tackler but he has shown that he's better with the play in front of him than when he's trailing behind the play in man-to-man. But the Bills coaching staff has shown an ability to get steady improvement out of defensive backs. We saw it with Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace was an undrafted free agent, and he became a quality starter in the Bills defense. And look no further than the contract he signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers for $4 million a season. Others are seeing his ability to be a consistent player out there also. Well, I think that there's a great possibility Dane Jackson is able to take a leap in his second or third year. Generally speaking, that's when players make the biggest leap anyway. And when he does that, that is going to be a huge benefit to the Bills defense, whether or not he's a starter this year. If we can put a player out there that improves the depth When it comes to defensive backs, which is, in fact, a little bit of a thin position right now when it comes to the corners, it'll be a huge benefit. And finally, this is the X factor of all X factors. And really, the reason I'm talking about him here is because I think he's the most underrated player on the Buffalo Bills. I'm talking about Teron Johnson. Teron Johnson is one of the best nickel DBs in the NFL. He's nearly an every-down player because he is so physical in the way he plays the run. And that is the key to the Bills' defense. You've heard it talked about in the past how the big nickel was something that the Bills were lacking and that they needed to have on the roster, which is basically somebody who plays the same position but is weighing in at 2'10", 2'15", that can excel against the run. Well, I'm here to tell you that with Taron Johnson, the Bills don't need that. He plays much larger than his size. He's a good blitzer. He hits hard on running plays. He's a sure tackler. He's so good that when the Bills played against the New England Patriots, they went to heavy formations just to get him off the field because when he came off the field. A.J. Klein came on the field, and the gap in their abilities was so large, that is what the Patriots wanted to attack. Again, Taron Johnson, to me, is the most underrated player on the Buffalo Bills, and that makes him, in my opinion, the number one X-factor for the Buffalo Bills going into 2022. There are some other factors. Let's talk about health. If players are injured, they're not on the field. And if the Bills' best players are not on the field, that means that the Bills are probably going to struggle just like any other team would. But we're not going to include that as an X factor because it's a given. If your all-world quarterback, Josh Allen, misses half the season, that's bad. If your Shiny new defensive end, Von Miller isn't on the field for a significant period of time, that's bad. We all know that. That's not a variable. Health is variable, but the effect of that health is not variable. So we excluded that in this. But are there other X factors out there? We want to hear from you. So talk to us on Twitter. I am at the Jamie D'Amico. You can also speak directly to John Bacchasino at John Boccasino on Twitter. And until next week, I want to say thank you yet again for listening. I'm Jamie D'Amico. And for John Boccasino, I want to say we will see you soon.